Hello and welcome. Welcome to another edition of CPR's Clubhouse Live. This one for me is uh, the one that I've been waiting for. I've been teasing it online, but I would like to welcome George Lamont. And I would Hi. also like to welcome the actress, the producer, the director, uh, Maria Sakor. Thank you for joining us here on CPR's Clubhouse Hi. Live. It's amazing. So is, she, is she on the side of me or to the uh, or to uh, top of me or what? She is on your right hand side. What? This side? But uh, yes, on your right hand side. Yes. So Maria, let's turn to each other like in the Brady Bunch and say hello. Ready? One, two, three. You gotta turn to your left. Hey. That's the other way. Oh me. The, me. One, no, you were right, George, but she was wrong. So one, one two, three. Hey, Hi. George. Hi. That was pretty corny, but I love how that to worked. Do it. That worked out well for, for the cameras. <laughs> that was good. Uh, so yeah. listen, it's truly an exciting uh, time. I I've been researching Maria. I know that she was. Um, on Fox's uh, Kville, and I, I see all her um, information on IMDb, of course. Uh, but I was interested in uh, the Lords of BSV. I was trying to find it so I could watch it. I could only find a six-minute clip, and uh, it was so intriguing uh, in regards to that that form of dance. But uh, as I was told, uh, it's no longer available at the moment because you're working through some licensing situations. Yes, it was actually licensed on Red Bull Television for about five years. Um, our trailer is still out, and we're looking for another platform right now. But um, it was actually my first film that consisted of an ensemble role of all of those dancers. There were about 14 of them. Uh, so it was uh, now we're doing this freestyle documentary, you know, freestyle music, the legacy, which is really exciting because it's also an ensemble role with freestyle being a character. So, but but thank you for looking, and thank you for looking at the trailer. We also have a website too. And that so. was that was my segue. The fact that you take these things that are underground or that uh, is a, a good part of our culture and communities, and then you want to bring them to the forefront by directing these documentaries and the lords of BSV, and now this freestyle documentary, it's just bringing um, what I've always wanted to see to to the to the screen, uh, and uh, hopefully. Um, I know that you're still working on it. It'll be something uh, that we can get physically, uh, physically, um, because um, I'm a big collector of, of movies, and I would love to see it on Blu-ray or to stream it, or you know, just see it in all the different platforms so everyone can enjoy it. I know that you're working really hard on it. It's very cool. Thank you so much. Um, I, you know, I believe Jose that everything comes from the streets. I mean, everything, fashion, film ideas, everything is formed in the streets, no matter how big you bring it to a Broadway stage or to the, the Met, um, on any level, everything comes from the streets. So, you know, I am very much interested in culture, in dance culture, music culture, um, film, you know, and I think it's, it's a great time to really do this documentary because we all have to remember that freestyle in its origins was actually Latin hip hop. Right. Latin hip hop, Latin hip hop. Let me say it again, Latin hip hop. And eventually, you know, it, 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 it turned into freestyle music. And I'm still trying to discover if that title is something that really did evolve or did we just kind of, you know, did it just change, you know? So that's something that I'm still discovering. Um, but, you know, in so many films and, um, you know, I, 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 really appreciate and I really revere so many other filmmakers that have done a lot of uh, films on pop culture, on music and dance right. and so on and so forth. But where was Latin hip hop throughout all of this? Where was it, uh, you know, in all of the endless documentaries um, that were out there on hip hop, where do, where do we hear Latin hip hop? Where do we hear, the, you know, the inventor of the scratch who was Puerto Rican? Where do we hear all of that? Um, right. You know, we go back to Africa, Bombada, Zulu Nation, and, and that's great. Um, I think that it's been really overlooked and in a time when we really need to acknowledge and be proud of our culture and really preserve it now that we're in this new century, I think it's essential that we, we really make a mark and, and, and put it in its history form. Um, oh, let me say that again. I say that we document it properly and that we give it its place, its proper place in history and music history in American music history. I mean, these artists are incredible. I mean, look at George. These are all trailblazing artists. So many artists started in freestyle and have done so many other things in their careers. Why isn't this 
documented, why aren't we looking at this as a form of music? Look at what you're doing. I mean, you're keeping the culture and the, and the music moving. We have to be able to do this now. And I believe the film will really document it historically, but also give them a beautiful place in music history, visually just showing how, how passionate they are as artists, as producers, as DJs. I mean, even what you're doing, it's, it's important that we document this the right way. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and to, to add to what Maria said, you know, the fact that Latin hip hop uh, to a lot of people is considered like a blip on the radar. Um, it was way more than that, man. It was uh, it was a mass blip, you know, that a lot of people really didn't understand. And when I say a lot of people, the non Latinos, you know, um, because the music that was we were brought up on, no matter where you were from, was called something different. So right. when it was created, we called it Latin hip hop because that's what New York residents used to call it. Now, right. if you didn't live in New York, you called. You told me, Jose, that you called it something totally different back then. Yes, in our, in our area, freestyle is known as clubhouse dance music, based on the title of the show that we host. Absolutely. So, um, and and uh, let me. Talk, I want to hear Clubhouse, you know. Exactly, exactly. And I remember you telling me that. And uh, and to and to uh, add to what Maria said, you know, the fact that it hasn't been documented in a way that is going to complement the hard work from not just the singers, but I'm talking about the people behind the scenes, the record companies, the writers, the producers, the interviewers. The, the the directors, you know, the, the marketing uh, agencies and the booking agencies, just because it was all in a whole, it was a whole community, right? Um, to see it on one of my favorite 808 documentaries, I don't know if you saw the documentary, I 808. Did. Yeah, there was, a, there was, a, there was a, a shot in the film. I actually owned a copy. I own a copy of it. And um, they do a timeline, right? I think, what's the DJ's name? Van something? Something Van something. Anyway, he was talking about the 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 creation of of of, of Latin hip hop because he used to play a lot of Latin hip hop like he used to play Battle of the Heart and channel it to music play and and um, and I remember they showed this timeline like this digital timeline would look real like a neon light and freestyle was right there real small if you blink in the shot you would have missed it because they edited so fast but I caught it and I paused it and it went from uh, to uh, uh, Latin hip hop, then it went into hip hop, and then it went into disco, and then it, I'm, I'm sorry, not disco. Then it went into like uh, uh, Latin trap and all that stuff. But you know, it just it was just my point being is just that they bypassed it, and I'm like, nah, man, we should have got a little bit more props. You know, I'm sure it wasn't done on purpose because the show was about the 808 drum machine. Right. But you know, they really I picked up on it right away, and it, it really, really. Uh, filled a void in me uh um, i woke up avoided me that i've been wanting to do for a while and, and i tried even before maria me and carlos barrios were, were, were gathering uh footage of, of 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 interviews and stuff like that but at the end of the day you need a team you need a director people that has done this before like maria and i know maria from way past we we're, we're old friends and uh um so yeah and the fact that she when she came to me and she says i have an idea i was like yeah let, let me hear it I, um, I'm a big historian myself. I'm like right now I'm working on the top 25 freestyle remakes of all time. Nice. And I put that on a podcast and, and I'm a big historian. Um, that's why I always log in the top 40 songs of the year. Uh, that's why, you know, I do George Lamont countdowns because it is important to, for the community to know factual and actual information. And, you know, we're in 2021 and people are recreating, uh, you know, the narrative for freestyle every year and the, the older it gets the more that the, the the information gets twisted and then people get the wrong information and and it's great that um maria and yourself um and, and many others are together to make this documentary for factual information and historic information to be uh, disseminated to the people that uh, it matters to and that's the audience that still supports this music because this music has never gone away um we've had new freestyle every year for 30 plus years. Um, so it's important uh, for this to be documented. Absolutely. 
<laughs> now, why did you choose freestyle, Maria? Uh, even though um, you know you could have done something else. I mean, you, your your IMDb page is 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 really nice. You know, so um, why thank you direct um, the the Lords of, v, of BSV and now be like, okay, let me let me find freestyle. Let me let me do one on freestyle. Why why freestyle itself? Well, you know, it's again because I'm just so interested in culture. And uh, I grew up in New Jersey, I lived in New York, but I just think it was really important to document this. Um, so before the pandemic, I actually got together with George's former manager, Gary Sippage, and I sat down with him and I said, you know, Gary, I really want to do a documentary on freestyle and on house music. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's a big undertaking. I said, you know, I'm known to do ensemble roles. I also do a lot of branded work. Um, so, but I said to him, I said, you know, this really interests me because it hasn't been done and it hasn't been out there. And then, and then, you know, he said, well, correction, it has been done before. Um, and Carlos Berrios is working on something. Um, and, you know, we should talk to George. And when I talked to George, he did mention Carlos Berrios, who's also very talented. He's also a filmmaker as well. And Indeed. he works in music. I mean, very talented man for a long time. And he was partnered with Frank Reyes. And I said to him, I said, you know, I really want to do this documentary. And I sort of like had to kiss the ring and get blessed by the Pope. And he was like, you know what? He was like, you go ahead, girl. He was like, you do that documentary. And I was like, cool. And I then I started I, meeting the artist. I call Carlos Berrios the principal's office. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's exact. <laughs> that's a perfect title. Yeah. And and you know what? We started We started working on it. And he gave me... The blessing to do it and but that was big because from there that's when i met andy panda and i started talking to andy panda and one of the most i would have to say one of the most passionate people big about topic. freestyle that i have ever met in my life yes. who is like really trying to preserve as what we call like you know la lucha the culture who's really so uh who was one of the first who did you know we have like lagosa and and mark liggett um you know you have Andy Panda and Tony Moran. Tony Moran. Tony Moran Second generation you know, show on Channel 11. That's right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. You know, their show on MTV. I mean, they broke down barriers. They also, you know, and then, of course, Tony Moran and Albert Cabrera of the Latin Rascals, which were master editors, working at Shakedown Studios, Arthur Baker Studio. With Little Louis Vega. the best of the best. Oh, yeah, Little Louis Vega as well. You know, of course, and 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 well, when I met Andy Panda, he just opened up this world, and and he was so passionate. I was talking to actually a producer. I was so passionate about really preserving this culture and this history the correct way. And then at that point, I started meeting the artists, and I have to say something about the freestyle artists. They are the most humble and beautiful people. They love the fans. They love the culture. They love what they did because, you know, they were coming from a place. They were just kids right. coming out of the Bronx, coming out of uh, Spanish Harlem, wanting to make music, rehearsing. And, you know, I mean, George, I said, George, you know, you had a really great path. But a lot of them had, you know, they were literally rehearsing in their basements. I right. mean, you know, making these hit records and dance records. And when you really look at the history, mm -hmm. you know, the roots of pop in freestyle, I mean, the connection is unbelievable, you know, yeah, so just, you really have to just, look at that. Just recently, um, Anthony Ramos from The Heights, um, he, he has a new album, has a song called Love and Lies, and he's got on record on many interviews and said that the song Love and Lies is inspired by TKA's Louder Than Love. Yep. And so, you know, it's still within our culture, it's still within, you know, popular music, it's still there. Freestyle has, has uh, been... Uh, injected into every type of genre um you know years ago you you heard uh pete diddy uh come out with his his band or, or his lady group um and they had a song and it was freestyle you know and even wild orchid back in the day with fergie freestyle song um you, you hear a lot of freestyle so i'm like wait a minute that's freestyle you know and um yeah and yeah, jermaine jackson don't yeah, forget man. jermaine jackson had a freestyle yes. song yes. yeah yeah I mean, right, I mean, and this is what, and this is what we're trying to, um, this is what we're trying to capture, and this is what we're trying to tell the fans. Uh, we're trying to tell. I mean, Maria, and 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 she's she has a vision, and she wants to, she wants to capture the history and the legacy of the music on 
so many different levels because freestyle was just Latin hip hop, right? Latin hip hop just started. That was just something that was ours. When I say ours, the Latinos, the brown skinned people, it was our music. We were the ones that were working with our fellow Latino brothers that were writing amazing songs that never wrote a song ever in their life for anybody because nobody would pay attention to them. So let me go to this guy down the block. I hear he's pretty good. He dances with a couple of guys. His name is, I think, Loose Touch or something like that. Right. Let's. Uh, I think he has a really good voice. All right. Well, who's this guy? Well, he's a writer and she's a writer and they got some really good. Well, let me hear it. All right. Well, where are we gonna go? We don't have any money. Well, my friend has like a recording studio in his bedroom. You want to record there? How much I have to pay? Ah, it's nothing. It's free. Oh, well, let's go record a song. <laughs> so it it all worked together within the network within the community and we made this magic right. Not just me, because I never say I had a hit record. It, my music was a, a well-produced machine by a team of people. I always say that. I never, never say that it was all me, because it wasn't. Um, I'm not Michael Jackson. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I know where my head is at when it comes to music. And, 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 we, and we created this thing. And there were people that saw the popularity of it. Now, when I say people, people who weren't from the community, people who were outside of the state who decided, hey, man, this thing is kind of kind of nice man and i like it i i want to i want to get down i want to get on the wagon i want to you know which all musicians do we just don't admit it and i i want to i want to i want to do something but you're an actress that's okay i could sing mm-hmm. so let's do something that way oh but you do the hunter music but that's all right let's give it a try maybe so it'll spark something and 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 it was just an avenue to just take and you could just get off at any exit and once you made it you could become an actress you become a dj you become a politician you become a teacher you become whatever but that was yeah. an avenue freestyle latin hip-hop sorry latin hip-hop was an avenue for a lot of the arts and no matter what kind of arts it was if you got down with Latin hip hop, you made a little spark, a little blip in your in your career radar, and people noticed. People, yeah, noticed. Uh, Mark Anthony, um, Jennifer Lopez, a few years back, um, you know, the La India, the Latin hip hop freestyle community, they went crazy when she mentioned the influence on a live award show. Um, so, you know, we we have uh, uh, put out uh, freestyle uh, Latin hip hop has put out some really good quality um, artists, you know, mainstream artists. Um, and you are our Michael Jackson, Latin hip hop's Michael oh, Jackson. I wish, I wish. You know what I mean? <laughs> I and, appreciate um, it. You know, and just like TKA is our our um, temptations, uh, <laughs> new edition. You know new what I mean? Edition, yeah, yeah. We, we have we have those and Judy Torres, the queen, right? Like yep, that's yep. the the title she has been uh, uh, bestowed and she earned. Um, but no, I gotta but, tell you. Can I tell you in the documentary, I'm going to, I'm going to release a little spoiler here. And she talks about, you know, so many people talk about us being Kings and Queens. She's like, why can't we all just be Queens? She said that I I got, you know, you know, back to what you were saying, Jose, about why I did it. You know, when I, when I was looking, um, you know, back into the history, um, it's just amazing what every single artist has done. Like if you look at, let's just compare it to hip hop, right? right? When you look at the artists and how many other genres they did, like for instance, George had so many careers, you know, he had a freestyle career, a pop career, a, a Latin like salsa career. Um, when you look at the partnerships, right? Like let's let's really talk about that because that's so important, you know, Clavillis and Cole, Barbosa and Liggett the Latin Rascals, but, and, you know, part of Andy Panda, Tony Moran, Carlos Berrios, Frank Reyes. Mickey Garcia. Mickey Mick Garcia. Mac. And, right, at Micmac Records, and Mickey Garcia. And, and Aldo uh, from Cutting, too. And Aldo from Cutting Records. Like, you know, all these major producers, look at what they went on to do. Look at all of their hits. Now look at the artists. Yes. But in between all of that, look at the DJs that were spinning that. Look yep. at little Louis Vega at the Devil's Nest. You know, we're talking about 3,000 to 4,000 people. Now, for the younger audience out here, you know, you can just get music at the touch of your fingertips. Mm -hmm. But back then, the New York story was, hey, you know what? We got to go to we got to go to the devil's nest. We want to hear what's going on. We want to hear that song from, you know, Naomi. We want to hear that new song that Judy, you know, put out. We want to hear what what George is doing, you know, Imagine, and then you had it on the radio. It was all over the radio. Let's not forget that. Let's not forget about how freestyle music took over the radio, right? So during that time, when you say, why do I want to do it? There was a certain excitement for all people of all different races, you know, and, and the 
the the diaspora of, of, of Latin music in the US, starting with Boogaloo all the way to now, should be really recognized and documented and understood. I mean, I would think of someone like a Madonna who would always attribute a lot of her a lot of credit to her talent to to the Latino community from New York. And where do you think that was? That was in the village. That was part of freestyle. I mean, yeah. it's you know, when you start tying the the history together with the truth and with Latin hip hop, it's incredible. It had a humongous impact on American music and American culture and pop culture. And I could go down the line. That's why I wanted to do it, because, you know, these producers came together. You know, I mean, they don't talk about how they were eating cookies in the studio and trying to find money and, you know, and, and how it was like trying to make, you know, right. tracks inside of the projects or really trying to get these machines and saving up for these drum machines and, and having some real serious raw talent and using their friends and saying, hey, let's make a track, let's make a hit record. And there were so many on the dance billboard charts, you know, so this is why it's such a testament to culture and to American music and the American genre of music to really document this. And that's why I'm so excited and passionate about it. And I'm really happy that the majority of the, you know, the freestyle community has allowed me to be the chosen one. So I don't want them to be disappointed. Let me tell you. <laughs> I don't think that they will. I, I got a, I got a Saturday morning call from George Lamont and I'm like, it doesn't matter what I was doing. I stopped what I was doing to pick up his phone call. Um, and, I do the same thing. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, what's, you know, he's telling me about the documentary and I'm like, wow, I'm, I was excited. And the fact that you're including the people that are still doing it now, it's it's even greater because we're we're in our like fifth generation of um of, of freestyle singer. And even though most of them are not on commercial radio, they are putting out good quality content. Um and, and again, they're, and they're all influenced by George Lamont. Um there isn't a, a male artist that tries to sing freestyle that either doesn't want to be the next George Lamont or the next TKA. That, I mean, that's just a given. Um, so everyone aspires to be a, a solo male singer like George Lamont. Um, you can- And wait, I gotta, I gotta say, Jose, I'm sorry, but also the women, let's not forget the women. That's right. You know? Let's that's not right. forget Expose. Look at, the, look at what they did you know, with Louis Martinet, I mean, yes. you know, the amount of success, I mean, the, you know, Louis Martinet being 19 in 1987 was songwriter of the year for Billboard yes. magazine and the, the hits that they had, you know, the top five, I believe they had the top five hits on the dance charts. Let's not forget, Michael Jackson didn't do that. You know, the Beatles yes. didn't do that. You know, look at Clavillis and Cole. They crossed over to the Billboard charts. I mean, you know, Seduction, right. they worked at Cover Girls. Well, the, the Cover well. Girls, the Cover Girls were my Supremes. They were my yes. Latina Supremes. So when the Cover Girls came out, when I first heard uh, the remix uh, demo that wasn't even out by Angel Clavillis, who was uh, the lead singer of the Cover Girls, um, when I heard that thing in the devil's nest and that thing came on, I was like, you don't understand, <laughs> you don't understand the, the cassette tapes that I would tape over just to get the video. Yeah. And the cover girls and, and just, you know, <laughs> like Angel Clavilla's being this, this, this little beautiful house of fire, just unique in, in her look and, and just watching all three of them together you know, do the, the videos like you, I, I would record uh second generation just to see and they will play the video. Yeah. Or yeah. I would, I would be on, on BT or MTV or whatever, just trying to get that video because all I want to do is, rewind <laughs> it, you know, cause we have to rewind the tape and then, you know, so it'll be like a soap opera wrestling and then, you know, cover girls show me, you know, the video. It just, it, that's the way it oh works. But yeah. I gotta say, shout out, shout out to Second Generation, which was Tony Moran and Andy Panda's show. I mean, I, I I was watching some of the things they had on Karina. I mean, like, I mean, she was such fire, you know. Yeah, she, she was. Artist. She was. Karina was no joke, man. I remember. I remember um, meeting her for the first time. I thought she was stunning, beautiful, talented, and she looked great. 
But when I spoke to her, she was very sultry and dark. And I was, I got, I got a little scared. I was intimidated. I was like, yeah. all right, girl, go ahead. You take the stage. I'll stay back here and just watch. But it, 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 but it brought a different dynamic and that was great. And then Coral came on oh, yeah. and oh, his Coral. silky voice. And then Noel with that European baritone that he had. I that mean, bad boy with a cigarette in his mouth. Yeah, I mean, it was just, it, everyone had a, 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 a niche and, and a gimmick. And, you know, then I came out with my dancers and everybody thought it was a group. And then TKA and, and I mean, I used to listen to TK music. Oh my God, I used to listen. I put it this way, when I first started listening to TK, I don't think I ever told Kay this. When I started listening to TK, AB was supposed to be the lead singer and Kay was supposed to be the rapper. Right. Because they were rappers. And Tony was the background guy, right? Um, so uh, uh, I remember listening, and One Way Love was their first release, and AB was pretty much singing the whole song, right? And then little by little, I saw in, in, in when they were putting more records together, I saw this new voice uh, emerging from the group, and I'm like, that doesn't sound like AB. And he had this, this like, like almost like a, a raspy Don Henley type of thing. And uh, and it was a it was a, a it was an effect that 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 Joey Garden used to use that I've used on vocals as well, and all of a sudden he just started doing you know he, he started doing more sing, more songs and they were doing back and forth and I'm like this is great so I was waiting for Tony to come out but Tony was always the background guy with the yeah. voice or doing the background baritone low low harmonies and uh, uh, it was just amazing because that was a group that 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 will go down in history as one of the best freestyle groups ever. Yeah, and, and you don't understand some of the sacrifices that a lot of teens back then would make to go and see you guys perform. Uh, myself, I remember um, you guys were scheduled to perform on a Friday. I missed everyone. Um, my, my, my focus was to go see PKA, and I walked from my junior high school. I skipped the last class so I could walk to Six Flags, what is known as Six Flags now. It was Riverside Park back then. But I walked, and it's, it's, it's like very far if you walk. It's from Springfield to a, um, a city called Aguam. And you got some good legs. It took me like five, six hours maybe <laughs> to walk there, you know? How long? Five or six hours to walk there, you know? And then when what time I got did you leave there, school? What time I, did you leave school? Before the, before the school ended, before oh the end of the day, three o'clock. You know, the, the show started like at seven. So I, I just thought it was just a long walk just for me to get to that concert. When I got there, it had started already. And then TKA was going on, which is what I wanted to go there perfect, for. Perfect, perfect. But... People will make these sacrifices the to, to these shows um, because they were such fans. Because you guys were the epitome of what we thought as a community we needed to reach to absolutely best. Right. You know? so absolutely. I, I would do that. And um, you know, right now I have the the, the TKA championship in the back here. <laughs> <laughs> but but it, it, it comes it comes uh, to fruition all these years later, right? That I, I became a fan of George Lamont, TKA, and all these different groups, and now I get to speak to them. Because I put in the work, at, at, you know, on the radio. I learned the history. I try to pay homage to it every every day, every week, uh, for six hours a week. Absolutely. Um, and so, um, you know, to to think all those years before when I sacrificed at 15, 16 years old to to skip school to get to this concert, and and now I get to talk to you. To me, that's that's a great honor for me to have you on the show and, and talk to you and to have people like TKA be my my friends and, and send me a championship title. Um, <laughs> but um, the community needs to understand the love that Freestyle has gotten over the years and, and respect the history, which is something that I do every day. Um, and this, this documentary to me is going to be um, the, 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 what is needed for people to become educated and be as passionate as I am about this music. I want to, I want to, I want to throw something in and then I'm going to give it to Maria. So, so when, when Maria, when me and Maria uh, spoke and she was like, I want you to help me with this project. I, I, in some way, I want you to be a part of it. I remember the first thing I told Maria, I don't, I don't know if you remember, Maria, I was like, it has to be told from the beginning. Like it really, the timeline is very important to me. I told her, I said, so she goes, what do you mean? I said, we really need to try to get it. It's, it's so um, distorted with so much information. Yeah. We were kids. We were yes. kids. We we weren't paying attention to documenting when it started. We was yes. we were just we were doing something that we love. We wanted to be rock stars, and I told her it has to be documented with the right people. And um, in freestyle, well, my freestyle when I started like in '85, you know, just demoing in '84, demoing all that stuff. Um, 
there was never no hate. There was never no noise. There was there was all it was all love. We all we all knew each other because we I'm from the Bronx and he's from Queens and and she's from Spanish Harlem and and from El Barrio. You know what I'm saying? So it was like it, there was never no beef. Unfortunately, today there's a lot of noise. And uh, one of the things Maria is getting done on this film is, you know, she, I told her, I said, just be prepared. You might need a therapist. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm available. And so, and, but, Maria, <laughs> but Maria as a director, I'm going to give it to her after this. She's been facing a lot of shit, you know what I'm saying? But at the but at the end of the day, she's coming out with it like, look, man, we gotta we gotta tell the story, and we're gonna try to try to get as much people as we can in this film because the film is not about George Lamont, right? The film is not about any particular person. It's about the legacy, right? It's about the music. It's not about who we are. I mean, it is about what everyone is, you know. But it's not just about mm-hmm. the act. That could be another film. This is about the history the legacy of latin hip-hop freestyle and i'm going to give it over to maria so maria what kind of poop, you, what kind of what kind of poop are you getting into with this documentary no i don't think we should talk about it well you know this is the thing right so first of all every music industry and in the music industry i'm in the film industry and i'm in entertainment as well but i'm on a different side and the thing is i can't think of one music genre where there hasn't been any problems or any issues it is life I live in this world, I didn't make the world, you know? Um, but I'm not focusing on that because it doesn't matter whether you're in freestyle, you're in R&B, you're in gospel music, you're in soul, you're in, uh, you know, neo-soul, you're in whatever it may be, rock. There's always gonna be controversy, but that's not what this is about. This is about a group of people who are friends that were passionate and wanted to make music. They were coming out of a disco era because Boogaloo was there way before freestyle. And somehow or another, that legacy sort of disappeared, right? And then you have the disco era, then boom, disco, right? I remember like in the 80s, I would you know, go to New York as like a kid and I would say, disco is dead. And I was like, well, it's never dead, but you know. And, and then you have this legacy of freestyle. Of course, if we're coming from the streets and we're making music or we're making films or we're dancers or we're artists, there's always gonna be some struggle. But what the beautiful story is, it's of where people came from. You know, whether you're from Miami and you know you were, you were trying to get a, a group together and then you got to Columbia Records or you maybe Sony or Polygram, not everyone had that opportunity, but they, there was a struggle and a reason why many artists only made a few tracks. Like when you think of Suave, he had every single, everything to, in terms of a formula to be a star, you know? Um, Karina, the same thing. Like you look at all of these amazing artists, look at Sweet Sensation. They are so dynamic. Like these artists are tremendous. And the producers that gave up everything, you know, they have a story. So the story is about who they are as people, where they come from. It's about the culture. And it's really heavily based on Latino culture. And there was a reason why Italian culture has also like really embraced this genre and why people in Brazil love CBB and why worldwide, like Lisette Melendez was a star, not only in the US, but in Japan. Let's not forget all of these things. You know, look at the, look at what Sapphire did. Sapphire was big. Sapphire was on the cover of Vogue. She was on the cover of Vogue magazine. You know, it's like, I don't know any other freestyle artists that ever did that to grace the cover. I don't know if she would grace the cover. She was in Vogue magazine, but I know that uh, when I spoke to her and- Spin. uh, Spin Spin, Spin Mag, I'm sorry. And then um, um, I believe she was always involved, but um, but 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 the thing is, I, I think one of my challenges as a film, uh, uh, as a, a field producer, sorry, um, is I, I wanted to get everybody, and and I think Latin hip hop or freestyle. Uh, I'm just gonna call it Latin hip hop. You guys, you know it's freestyle, but I'm gonna call it Latin hip. Latin hip hop oh. became so big, right? It became so big that I told Maria, we gotta get the West Coast. We gotta get. We got to get Canada. We got to get like Brazil. We got, and it was too big. It, it, and Maria has like what, less than two hours to to, to try to tell the story, right. you know. So <laughs> it, it became too big, and I and I and I got in contact with everyone that I know because I ha- you know I have a pretty good reach of all these people, you know. And you know, and I did, and we and we did that, but it was just getting to the point where it was. I think it was just becoming too big, 
And uh, she only has so much of, maybe there'll be a part two. I don't know. So um, I, I, yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, I could definitely speak to that. You know, I, um, I decided to, you know, I'm doing this film for the culture. So no one is telling me what to put in. No one is telling me how to make it. Nobody's telling me who to interview. My goal is to capture everyone. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like your radio show, right? Mm -hmm. Like no one's telling you who to interview and what they should say and what, you know, we're, we're doing this independently, but this is a high end independent film. Oh yeah. I want to make sure that we cover everyone. I want to get their story. I'm not worried about whether, you know, as a filmmaker, I can shape and I can, I can really tell the story the way it needs to be told. Um, You know, when you look at Ken Burns documentaries, you know, they have like sometimes six part, if that's what this takes and that's what it's going to be. You know, um, and and when you when you start really documenting freestyle, like I mean, you know how you because you, you're going through this, Jose. You meet the people; they are real people. They are beautiful people. They are family people. Yes, they are talented. They love their fans. They're committed to their work. I mean, I could tell you, and I can even say for George, you know, these artists really don't have a lot of time for themselves. They make large sacrifices in their lives um, to to travel to do shows you know, to, to, to be there for their fans. Do they love it? Of course, but they will do whatever it takes to get to Florida, to get to California, to get to New York, you know. Um, and, and documenting this has been really wonderful because now we have a solid foundation of truth. Is there controversy? Well, does it matter? Isn't, isn't it understood? Like if I, did a, if I did a documentary on dancers, aren't because I was a former professional dancer, I would probably have like a ton of injuries to talk about, but are we going to focus on that or are we going to focus on the culture and what the, what the passion was and what their, what their hopes and dreams were and how they translated it into hits and fans and charts and creating memories for many different people that aren't artists that say, wow, I remember that, that, that song without you, George had like hit me at a certain time, you know, in my life when I just broke up with someone or, you know, one of Judy Torres' songs and, mm-hmm. you know, look at what she did on, you know, she did an off-Broadway play, you know, um, You Don't Have to Cry. Look at Cynthia. Cynthia is still, like, performing. I mean, I can Cynthia, every time I look at Cynthia, I'm just like, she just keeps getting more and she's more. What, I call her, one, the one, the, I call her, I call her wow. the Wonder Woman of Freestyle. She's just, she's yeah. never tired. She keeps going. And, and she's ageless. I'm like, what is she, 21 now? Yes. Like <laughs> They yeah, exactly. all are. You know, yeah. I interviewed Brenda K. Starr yesterday. What an honor. I mean, you know, think about it. She started in Beach Street, you know, and then she went to Arthur Baker Studios. And and she had just such a wonderful career. And now look at her. She's like a salsetta. She explodes. You know, George had a, a, a salsa career that exploded, you know, on Sony Discos. I mean, like, you got to yeah. look at their career. Look at Mark Anthony, what he did. He used to write songs for freestyle. And now he's yeah. like... You know, it's iconic. It's major. It's 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 amazing. And I've interviewed Abia, and, and there's still so many more that I that I have to interview. Um, we are not done, but the way they have all worked together, there's an interconnection of working together. You know, we see artists like collaborate nowadays. Freestyle artists have been doing that for over thirty years, and yeah. you know, yeah, it's and, time and, to talk about it. And uh, even George Lamont has helped other parts of the freestyle generation to to be oh, to yeah. be. Uh, in the forefront, George Anthony, um, he he did a, a collaboration with him a, a couple of years back. Um, who can say too? Um, going back to the people that you spoke on, Brenda K. Starr discovered Mar- Mariah Carey. Um, you know, Sapphire. Right. Who can say? Who can who can say that Michael Jackson covered their song? Michael Jackson covered a Sapphire song. Actually, probably That's right. one of his last songs, if not his last song. So the the community, the the Latin hip hop community, freestyle. Um, it has been influential all along, and it still continues to be. Is that the 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 mainstream has capitalized on it, right? And the people that actually put it forward, um, they capitalized it, they capitalized it to to some extent, but um, they they have to really uh, have that resurgence to get that opportunity to bring it to the forefront as they seen it as they they brought the baby up. They should be able to. Uh, you know, reap the benefits is what I'm saying. I, I would like to ask, uh, uh, this is, uh, I would like to have, ask Jose a question. Yes. As a fan, I'm going to ask you this one question. I know you're supposed to be interviewing us. Yes. What 
<laughs> would you, if you want, if you were going to watch a freestyle documentary, what is it that you're looking to watch? What is it that you want to see? I, I'm looking for, I'm looking for history. I'm looking for factual information. Um, and I'm, I'm also, you know, I'm a reunion type of guy. You know, you, you hear like throughout the years, like these groups don't get along. So I, I would like to see like a, you know, like a, 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 a regrouping of, of certain artists that don't speak to each other. But for me, it's about the history. For me, it's about giving the community factual information. And as a fan, because I was a fan first, um, is, is to, to show people why so many people are dedicated to this music, why people wake up every day and they don't want to listen to mainstream Nothing music. else. They just want to see it. They want to listen to, to freestyle music, which is what I do. I don't listen to anything other than freestyle. Um, I mean, I, of course, I listen to other types of music, but right, my, right. my love, my heart is, is within freestyle since I was 16 years old. Um, and don't sing Where Does That Leave Love in front of me because I'll start crying <laughs> like a little baby. I, <laughs> let me note that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he did that. He did that. Back, we 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 got the, the opportunity to see him live, and I was backstage, and he did. What does that leave love? And I'm just standing there like. <laughs> <laughs> real but, quick, real quick story. I don't mean to interrupt <laughs> you. I'm gonna let you finish. Go ahead. No, we we have as much time as we we need. We have, but um, you know, I just want I want my my what I'm scared of for the Latin hip hop freestyle community is that people are trying to rewrite history. Like a lot of the times when I'm on social media, and even though it's the IFC, the internet freestyle community, they mm -hmm. try to rewrite stuff that's not factual, right? And then you go there and you correct them, but they're like, nah, that's still, you know, this is what I heard, you know? So I want the, the pioneers and I want the people that were there to actually tell their story. Everybody can try to tell their freestyle story, right? But no one can tell the freestyle story but the artist. You know, Absolutely. nobody can tell me the history of the cover girls, but the cover girls. Nobody can tell me the history of TKA, but TKA. Nobody can tell me the history of George Lamont, but George Lamont. So I want to hear it from them. I don't want to hear it from what somebody heard fourth, fifth person, you know. And this is why, and this is why when Maria came to me, it was perfect timing. Look, we're not getting any younger, okay? I'm pushing 55. I'm coming up soon. You know, and I'm still here and I'm blessed and to, to, to do what I love every day. People are dropping, man. We need to, we need to, we need to document this while we're still looking halfway decent, and we're still, <laughs> and the fans are still coming out. And I want my child, my kids, to see something when I leave this planet. You know, I want to leave a freestyle legacy. You know, so and 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 I couldn't choose anyone better than Maria. Maria is no joke. Maria is doing her homework. She's God knows that she's be she be she ran out of talent all already. So I don't know what she's taking, but you know, with all this, with all the homework that she has to do, she it's it's a heavy weight on her shoulder. And I'm gonna make sure that she does that shit right. You know what I'm saying? Excuse my language, but I'm gonna make sure that shit is on point. And, and she actually has, has my dream job right now because I've always wanted to do a freestyle <laughs> documentary. This is why I choose to do these types of interviews. Right. Because again, I want to, you know, if something happens to me, I want to make sure that I get it from the person and that is on YouTube and is there forever. And if anybody comes across, hey, absolutely. They, they interviewed George Lamont, yeah. interviewed Maria Sikor, and, and this is a factual information, you know? Absolutely. And she's going to, and I know she's going to do because she, she's, a, she's a badass. You know, she's, she, she, you know, people are certain people just want to do certain things. And she's like, this is my film. And this is the way it's, it's going to be really, she has a vision for us. So uh, you can take it from here, Maria. Thank Thanks, George. Um, you know, I, the whole idea is they always say like a, 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 the film, a film is a director's medium, but I really look at it. I, I approach these ensemble cast roles in a different light. I like to say it's our film. It's like, uh, you know, we all collaborate we all give, and if we can do that, then I, it makes my job a lot easier, you know? Um, and it starts with, again, I just wanted to give them the top quality of film. You know, I remember when George came into the shoot, he's like, whoa. And I was like, not bad for an iPhone shoot, huh? But we're not- Yeah, 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 I got a little tip, a little tea from the film. I'm not gonna say which producer was, the guy's a legend. And he goes over to uh, little Louis Vega and he tells him, yo, man, they really know what they're doing here. And Louis's like, you think? Yeah, man, that's like heavy duty, like equipment right there. They're doing this ish, right? And, and when Louis told me that, he said, I was like, what? I was like, 
Maria, guess what? So yeah, yeah, she's a she's pulling her stock. She's 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 reaching. She's a it's a she's taken all the precautions. She's she's even taken all the COVID precautions. She has a whole crew. Everybody has a mask. They never take it off. Um, if anything, the artists take it off, but the but 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 the, the crew never takes it off. She has. We have lunch breaks. Uh, you know, assistance of the wazoo. You know, and 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 some of the locations are just beautiful. And Jose, when you see some of these shots, you're gonna be like, oh, you're gonna pass out. It's beautiful, beautiful piece of work. I, I can't wait for it, and I, I can't wait for it to stream. I know that you're still working on it. I want the Blu-ray version. I, I, want, <laughs> I, just, need, I just need a hard copy, you know. Uh, but uh, I'm truly proud to, to have you as my guest. Um, is there anything else that you want to share in regards to the documentary or news in regards to you? Uh, are you going to be acting again? Me or Maria? Yeah. Oh. Maria, of course. Yeah, because I was going to say, I'm not an actor. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, um, I'll tell you a little secret why I, I keep this level of production for them. And that's because they deserve the best. They really do. A hundred percent. I will tell you, I do music videos, but I have wrote for music, music videos. I have pitched music videos. And um, as a filmmaker, I write, I direct, I'm a storyteller. I know how I want things to look and I know what the value should be and what they deserve. I do branded content. I do branded content. Um, <clears throat> what's important to me about this production, um, I mean, we have an Emmy award-winning DP, Sergey Franklin. You yep. know, I also, um, I have, it's very important to me that I have a diversified crew. When you see our crew, you see other, like our, our B camera operators are actually DPs. Um, they're women. Um, our ACs are women. Uh, we have, I, I, I also believe in like watching younger Latinos come up in the media form. Mm -hmm. And I just, you know, I know there's technology is a beautiful thing, but there's so much run and gun. Hey, let's shoot that. It's not a film that I just want to do things that are cinematic. And so when I see music videos, sometimes like I do write for them, but I will not film them if they're not of the level. I just, I just won't. So for this particular project was so, um, why I'm so passionate about it is because we are using really great equipment. You know, we're, we're shooting on Red Gemini's. I picked that camera with my DP for a reason. We give it such a beautiful mood. We're telling like the story where um, my lighting is very specific, where we kind of touch on the 80s and 90s and the lighting, but we're still current and modern. I use really beautiful architectural spaces because when I want someone, I want someone to take this and like, you know, we have a younger group of freestyle artists, like, you know, Jay Allen's, Julio Mena, uh, Jenny Renee, George Anthony, that revere the legend so much that they want to take it to the next level. You know, I hope 100 years down the line, someone will look at this documentary and take pieces of it and, and look at it for the art that it is. Um, and it is, I, I want to say this is the high level art of, of the film I want to make. And for every filmmaker, when they say that, you know, it's not like just a job where you're commissioned to do something. You're in full control of the creativity and content. Um, and they really do deserve it. So when you see the lighting there, it's going to be different. You're going to see the drama. You're going to see the intensity of it. You're going to feel like you're in New York. Like, I'll give you an example, George. When we shot him in Jersey City at the Lowe's Theater, you know, I looked at certain staircases and I was like, wow, this is really representative of those pre-World War One, pre-World War Two buildings with these beautiful Victorian staircases. And you shine that light through and so you get a glimpse of the Bronx you get a glimpse of, you know, what it was like to live in those buildings with those stairs that were sort of like got that little mm -hmm. line in the middle and the lighting. And, and then he's dressed modern, you know, and you kind of you really feel it all. So you feel that 80s and 90s, but you still have that feel of what's current. And what does that do? That just enhances their story. And I am, you know, touching on some narrative as well in the film. So we, I, I'm really big on reenactment. <laughs> um, I know that using a lot of stock footage is great, but in my goal is to also really recreate some of those moments where you're in the Bronx and you hear that softy truck and you hear the salsa music in the background and you hear that domino getting slapped down. And, uh -huh. you know, it's really important that I do that. And, and so, you know, this is a really big project for me that we're creating and we want to make it really just as authentic as possible. So um, I just I just want to say I love the freestyle community. They've all become my friends and, and a lot of them have become family. 
Um, and I got to tell you, like, it's, it's really been an honor to, to shoot them. I just, my wish would be that we all get together and just say, hey, like, you know, you want to do your own project. That's great. But really contribute to this project because you're contributing to the culture. You know, uh, my goal, you know, you said, oh, I want it on YouTube. Um, my goal is to get it on a platform where everyone can see it. This is not just a film for the fans. This is a film for the world. The fans will appreciate it. But if you're living in Denmark, right, or if you're in Switzerland, or if you're in, like, you know, if you're in, in anywhere in the world, if you're in Morocco, if you're in Ethiopia and you see this, you're going to fall in love with these artists because they have so much heart and they have, they encompass that, like, Latino family. And like every family, there's always problems, right? But that's not what it's about. It's about how everyone got together and made something out of nothing and made these hits and still like 30 years later still know, still, still be, living up yeah they should be recognized in the rock and roll hall of fame they they are veterans they're performing you know the grammys like i think of all of these reasons like the genre of music should be you know really documented and get rid of all of this those systemic issues that maybe held it back you know in the 80s and 90s and and propelled it forward so, well, I, I want to thank you for being part of the show, but here's the most important question, you. right, that we haven't yes. asked yet. What is the title of the documentary? The title of the documentary is Freestyle Music, The Legacy. Nice. So, uh, Maria, I want to thank you for joining us here on CPR's Clubhouse Live. Um, and it was is an honor to meet you. I can't wait to uh, watch all your work now because uh, now I have homework to do, right? <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> oh, it's yes, an you honor do. to meet you too. Oh, and you asked me what I was doing, right? What else I was doing? Yes. So through this documentary, um, you know, and and through George and everyone, and it's just been so great. I'm working with the artists on several projects, and I just got, I was actually, I just worked with Robert Clavillis, which was excellent. You know, I, I actually worked with him on a project to promote his new song, LDM, Latinos, La, del, Latinos Mundo. del Mundo. Yeah. Oh man, it's what an amazing song. Talk about another anthem. And I did a small documentary, a short documentary, not a small, but I did the short documentary, directed the short documentary on that with him. And it's been wonderful working with him. And I'm also doing a play right now called The Mannequin Diaries. And it's directed by Trezana Beverly, who's a Tony Award winner. And Brian Wiggins is the writer, who's just such a visionary. Um, and I'm slated to do another television show coming up. So I'll tell you about that in front of the camera. But Again, I, I love being behind the camera and in front. And with this, this is my this is my um, this is my baby. Freestyle music, the legacy. Well, so. thank you so much for um, honoring you. our music and respecting the history of it and wanting to tell that story. Um, I, I've never met someone that is as passionate as me, right? And now I do. <laughs> so you know, hopefully, we'll get me? to speaking more. In, yeah, in the future, and uh, we'll get to promote this when it's ready to be released. Sure, and thank you for having the show. I'm a fan of your show and everything that you do for freestyle culture. I mean, it's outstanding. We're going to keep it moving, right? We're going to. I want to be that person with you, Jose, that is going to, you know, document freestyle to the end of our lives and photography and film and music and and, and shows, podcasts, whatever it takes to keep yes. this going. So I'm I'm dedicated to it. So thank you for doing this, and thank you, George, for believing in me. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is so now everyone can put. A face to the name because everyone here who's Maria who's Maria that that's her wherever she is on one of these sides that's her so yeah you go thank you you're a rock star girl don't worry we got this oh, once again Maria just thank a you worker. so much we'll talk thank soon. you bye-bye okay you guys take care bye well George Lamont what a great documentary this is gonna be uh, I can't wait um, when you called me to tell me that it was happening I, I was like, man, I, and I started talking to you for like an hour, and you're like, okay, I gotta go. And I, like, I talk to this person, yeah, yeah. I talk to this person, and you're like, I, I hear a Z's, and I'm like, yeah, no, no, I was actually, I was actually, I'm sorry, um, you know, like I said, man, you know, it's it's big, Latin hip hop is big, man, you know, you know, dance house, what what do you call it over there? What do you guys call it again? We call it clubhouse dance music. It's a title that was given to us by an owner of a record shop. What was his name again? Um, uh, the owner of the record shop, his name was Joe Guz, and um, uh, Jesus the Juice Vasquez, the founder yeah. of yeah. Freestyle in, in New England, Connecticut, uh, Massachusetts. Um, he went in there and said, hey, I, I want, I'm coming out with a, a show, and I, I don't know a title. 
And the guys are, so what is it about? It's about music that you listen to in the club and you can listen to at your house while you're cleaning. I said, well, there you go. Clubhouse dance. Clubhouse, clubhouse but now dance. People are like, oh, can I listen to some clubhouse? I said, it's freestyle, but sure. Whatever. Same you want. thing. Yeah. Yeah. So clubhouse, you know, it's, it's, it's big, man. And, 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 you know, we were talking, you know, everyone has their story, man. Stevie B, Trineer, Debbie Deb, Coro, you know, yes. everyone has their story. And it was so big. It just gets bigger, bigger and bigger because it's like, it's like a fungi. It was just growing everywhere once it connected to the soil. And everyone has their story. But at the end of the day, it all boils to one little thing. And that was Latin hip hop because that was a spark. The spark was, what do they call the cube? The, the all spark? The all that spark, was, yes. <laughs> spark yes. was, was Latin hip hop. And then and all these little cubes coming to high energy, clubhouse, you know, yeah. all that stuff. So. So uh, if, it, if there was a Thanos, you could wear the, the whole glove yourself. Hell yeah, yeah, man. I I'm not Thanos. I'm, we're not even gonna get into that right now. <laughs> Don't start no shit, bro. <laughs> so um, let me let me ask you, uh, before I let you go, you have a new project coming out and you mentioned Joey Gardner. And yeah. then uh, this has to do with Joey Gardner and yourself getting together. Yeah, you talk yeah. a little bit about your, your new song. Absolutely. Yeah. So October 1st is the release of I Believe in Love by Fly Groove featuring George Lamond. Now, Fly Groove is a new production team with several cats that Joey Gardner, the producer of TKA, and Cynthia, myself, and many other acts, um, finally decided to follow his passion again. Now, Joey Gardner, once he left the music business years ago, you know, he decided to, you know, give it a rest and, 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 and follow another passion that he had. And he was working for CNN at the time, making amazing money. And, you know, he, he did what he did, but he, there was a void. There. And I remember seeing Anderson Cooper literally, you know, uh, giving an homage to him live on CNN, which nice. is on Facebook. You can find it somewhere. And he's following his passion. And then, you know, I didn't know I was going to be involved in it. Me and Joey Garner are really, he's one of my really, really close friends. We have the same birthday. So we call each other on the same day. We wish each other birthday. And uh, he calls me out of nowhere and he goes, I got this song I want you to do. And when Joey tells me he wants me to do it, I'm going to listen to it, right? So I said, okay. So he plays me this song. And um, um, I was like, you know, just like everything else, I questioned it. And I'm like, I don't know, but I trust his judgment. And he says, believe me, it's going to work. And uh, uh, we did the song. It was a cover tune of uh, Paula Cole, right? That was released yes. in 1999. And a totally different song. I'm like, I don't hear it. I don't hear it, bro. And um, man, he put the spin on it. This, 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 and this track that I got, it, it, you're going to hear it. I know my fans, I'm not, we're not going to let you guys down. You're going to be very proud of, of, of Uncle George on this one. This one's a good thing. Blessed by, by Fly Groove and jo Joey Garden and his, and, and his crew. And we're also releasing a full-length video. And this wow. video, Joey Gardner directed it. He financed it. He even learned how to use the software because wow. he didn't like the editor that he had hired. So he says, you know what? I'm going to take about three weeks off. I'm going to learn the software. I took a class, learned it, and now he edited the whole thing. And we have some actors in there that you guys seen on TV that's going to be doing a cameo in this video. Uh, so um, I'm so excited. It's called I Believe in Love Flag Groove. Actually, this is my first interview talking about it. So, um, you know, uh, we got it right here on CPR uh, Clubhouse, man. So uh, yeah, once, once I get it, once I get it, man, you, you got you to rock you gotta it. Send it over. You send you it over. Rock it I, would like to have, I would like to have you and Joey Gardner next on this show. Um, yeah, I'm going to try to pull teeth, man, because he doesn't uh, like being you know, on camera. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, I told him already, and I told him I was going to talk about it. And he says, uh, yeah, they had to release a date. He has another artist that he's working with, not just myself. So I'm going to be the first release of Fly Groove. And then he has another artist called Keenan. And this kid is nasty. This kid sounds like Drake singing freestyle. Right. It, it's just the combination is sick. It's really, wait. really nice new sound. If it, has, if it has Joey Garner's name, I'm sold. You don't have to say anything There you go. There you, you go. Know, you there said you Joey Garner. Okay, I'm done. You know, I'm like, exactly, exactly. Yeah, so I, I'm really happy. I'm gonna put um, a link to your website, uh, georgelamont.net, um, yes. because I want to make sure people are up to date with all your your shows too. Because you're yes. active, um, you've been following all the protocols, but you've been out there, um, you know, performing. 
I see you uh, in your performances. You're still you're still the man. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. So Thank um, you. yeah, if you could do the, the Instagram better, only because I, I'm actually redoing the website. I just spoke to someone okay. literally yesterday who's going to redo the whole website. So if you could do it after the um, the real George Lamont on Instagram. Um, sure. I usually connect it to Facebook. That's the best way to find out my schedule. Just, just look at the links. It'll be George Lamar exactly Instagram. You know exactly. what I mean? Absolutely. George, thank you so much for being part of this. I really appreciate it. And uh, until next time. Thank you so care. much. I had a really good time, man. You guys keep doing your thing. Ladies, Jose. Lo vemos. Once again, a CPR's Clubhouse Live. That was George Lamond. Uh, Unbelievable. Unbelievable. George Lamont uh, as part of um, CPR's Clubhouse Live. Of course, we got the TKA title since I'm, you know, the executive producer. And, you know, I love to share my stories uh, as well. But the fact that I skipped school to go see them live at uh, Six Flags or Riverside Park, and now I got to be the executive producer of their last song, Slipping Through My Hands, that's a great honor for me. But I want to thank Maria Sakor and George Lamont for being here. And until next time, it's CPR saying goodbye. And remember, it's not who you love, it's how.